0: Okie dokie. We're either on the search for mead or we're on the search for like you know bruised pride.
1: Well, I mean I'd sooner the mead to be honest, but that's that's yeah. just me. Ah That was pretty good. I thought so. You can save in that one. Yeah. I do my best. I know. <laughs>
0: eating a clown. Beg pardon? Two cannibals are eating a clown. One turns to the other and says, does this taste funny to you?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's wrong. (laughs) Police arrest two
0: boys. One's eating fireworks and the other one's eating batteries. Right. They charge one and let the other off. (laughs) No! No!
1: No, <laughs> no, should not be allowed. <laughs> oh.
0: Knock, knock.
1: Oh, no. I mean, who's there?
0: The interrupting cow. The interrupt.
1: Thank you, Alice Tinker. <laughs> Oh, bless
0: him! But humour is subjective. It is. And it's culturally linked as well. This is very true. Because it works on that either understanding of of culture, or it works on twisting an understanding of culture and taking it in an unexpected direction, and that's what makes it funny. Mm.
1: I remember... There was a a story universe of some description where there was a particular group of people, a society of people who didn't have humor. Mm-hmm. They didn't have jokes, and obviously, and it it wasn't like the Vulcans or someone like that, but it was it was this group of people who who had to be when they got to to you know they got introduced to I don't know human society or whatever they couldn't understand. The, the problem they had with comedy and humour was the fact that they, they never used to... Because they said you can't do humour without laughing at someone. Mm. And their society didn't... didn't sort of... Uh, didn't respect that sort of thing. It was like somebody somebody is always the butt of the joke. So they'd never developed... Because they didn't treat people that way. Mm. They'd never developed humour, at least you know not anything like the same way that we did that
0: we did we've had I mean the the thinking about some of the Viking humor thinking about the inscriptions at Maze Howe and how Mm. beautifully sardonic I think is probably the word they are very very brief very pithy yeah sort of joke lines almost and they become very human. But yeah, humor is very subjective and entertainment. Mm. What we what we class as entertaining and why
1: yeah.
0: is again very, very individually subjective, but also very culturally subjective.
1: You mentioned Howe, which makes me think of the um, and having been talking about the, 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 the sort of idea that humor, a joke has to have a butt. Um, and it does. I mean, it doesn't necessarily, but you know. And but the reference to Maze makes me think of the the very beautiful woman, Ingeborg. Ingeborg, <laughs> I think it's Ingeborg, who is a very beautiful woman. And this inscription on the wall at Maze says Ingeborg, or whoever is a very beautiful woman, and it's it's accompanied with a an engraving of some sort of dog-like slavering beast yeah um which from what i understand we've always taken to be a sarcastic commentary on ingeborg so it's like oh yeah she's very beautiful and yeah
0: even a proud woman is brought low by coming into this tomb is another one because you have to like crouch down down to get into the the Maze House space. So they're saying, yeah, even if she's highborn. I remember you telling me about Billy Connolly, who is a very famous Scottish comedian and who does these beautifully energetic, very, very tailored to Scotland and Scottish humour and the things that happen in Scotland, Mm -hmm. in Scotland, and he does these amazingly... Sold out tours, and he has it has done since the like the nineteen eighties. Oh yeah, he's been. He was a massive, massive comic in the eighties and nineties, and then he went up to Orkney, which is the series of islands, the first series of islands you get to going north.
1: It was certainly somewhere very, very far north. It was, yeah. it was, and and I'm fairly sure it was one of the islands, yeah, Orkney or Shetland, somewhere like that. But yeah, he he went up there and he did. Um, and this is a guy who's used to, like you say, he's, he's used to, to performing in front of like packed out theatres and, you know, huge, great places. But also because he does tours to these little sort of remote settlements and stuff, he was he was like in some village hall or somewhere. And um, and he said. Uh, and he, I remember him saying that he he he'd done this uh, done this show. And it was like his his whole two hour, mm. whatever it was, and he said, and he's obviously when you're a, when you're a comedian, you are used to getting sort of feedback off the audience, so yeah, like you know they'll
0: feedback, yeah, of-
1: they'll they'll laugh at your jokes, they'll applaud, they'll they'll yeah. you know they might heckle you, whatever, but you get this feedback. And he said, he was basically just standing in this village hall on this stage, just performing to all these people, and there was just complete silence, and they were just sitting there. And he was he was like, which you know, from a com a comics point of view, it must be an absolute nightmare because how do you, how do you, how do you know what to yeah. tune or what to tweak? Where or... are
0: your jokes landing? Yeah, you can't tell.
1: And he says he got to the end, um, and they just absolutely went nuts. They were applauding, and you know, they 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 absolutely loved the whole thing. He says, but he says. It's just a cultural thing up there. He says, they, they're like, they come in, they sit down. It's like, right, I've paid, I've paid money to, yeah, be to, to be entertained. And, yeah. You entertain me. And if you do a good job, then I'll let you know at the end.
0: Yeah, <laughs> So it's a very different kind of thing. So yeah, that kind of, what is culturally entertaining and what we individually find entertaining from looking from within that, through that cultural lens Mm and what we find funny, and when we're told a humorous story, what, what we want is that expected payoff. Yeah. That's very much almost an individual thing for each of us, but we're within that lens of our own culture. We use cultural metaphors, we'll use shortcuts, we'll use um, film quotes to get our point across, which don't work unless you know the film. No. And you can make that association for yourself. So that kind of ties in where I want to go today. Okay. Hello,
1: lovely listeners.
0: Hello. Hello. We are so very, very happy you could join us around the virtual campfire. We're starting off yeah, we've started off in a bit of a weird place, but bear with us, you kinda know how this works by now. <laughs> Welcome to Episode 126 One Two Six. Off frithcast. One two six. Pull up a blog. Grab a drink of choice. There's a biscuit tin around here somewhere. Settle in, warm your knees. It is lovely to have you all with us today. If you're wondering who you're listening to that is prattling on, I'm Suzanne Martin. I am a heathen with a head full of mostly stuff,
1: and I am. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm Kate, uh, and I'm. I. I live here. Um. I mean, with you, with Suzanne, you yes. know, we're, we're, you know, it's, it's, I'm also, I should say, I also live here, um, and, and so that's why I'm kind of involved, and... Um, coffee-powered druid! I am a coffee-powered druid, I don't have a head full of an awful lot of stuff, uh, to be honest, most of what is there is Star Trek related. Eh, um, that's not bad. And I've just, I'm just trying to remember, because, you know, I have one of those brains. You said 126, and I suddenly tried to remember if my parents didn't once have a car called a 126. And it was a little tiny Fiat thing back in the 80s. Anyway, it doesn't really matter in the slightest. It was a yellow one. They called it Goldbug, after the little critter in the Richard Scarry books.
0: Okay, so we're going via Billy Connolly and Goldbugs. Yes. And we're going to get... Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> because it's episode one two six, my maths makes that a multiple of nine. I did have to do a run up at it. Thank you very much for asking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a multiple of nine. It's a story time episode. Well, hey, I know, right? I love doing story times. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely, listeners. Story time, it is.
1: This sounds like a kind of settle in and, and and grab a hot chocolate or whatever. Yeah. And you're going to tell us a, a tale from the Norse milieu. I, I'm going to tell you one from the myth cycle. I don't know
0: about the milieu's.
1: Well, I don't really know what it means to be honest. It's just a word I picked up. And I kind of, you
0: adopted know, adopted it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's of,
1: good. Yeah. I I figured it. I figured it made me sound clever. I, it does. <laughs> Quite like it. <laughs> Can't spell it. <laughs> Quite like it.
0: <laughs> Lovely listeners, we're going to tell you a tale today. And if you are a regular listener or you have been for the last 20 odd episodes or so, you'll know that we do a story time episode once every nine. Okay. We try and cover something we haven't done, although some of our favourites are now getting done twice because reasons, and it's our show so we thought we'd cover one we haven't covered before and it's a bit of an odd one we'll get into why it's a bit of an odd one at the end but this one comes almost directly after the adventures of thor at utgard loki where he faces the three trials
1: okay
0: so he Journeys. He gets uh, he he gets two human companions. The trickster is with him.
1: They thing one journey... and thing two.
0: The thing one and thing two are with him. Yeah. Um. They journey to the the giant city Utgard Loki, and they're pitted against three trials because the giants go ah purely humans. Mm-hmm. And Thor is like excuse me I think not. Get a human get a gods.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. So they get pitted against for three trials. Yeah. So, they have to... Thor has to wrestle the old woman. Yes. Thialfi has a foot race. Yes. And Loki is charged with eating all the food off a trencher to the middle of the table, and whoever gets there first is the winner.
1: Yes. Only it's not quite as simple as all that, is it? It is not. So that one we've covered
0: before in the most fabulous random, rambling, random two-part Frithcast. This one is the tale that comes almost immediately after it. And that's kind of a fact I want you to stick a pin in and hold till after the tale is ended. So our tale opens... When the gods are out of mead. The gods are out of mead? It's a pretty kind of... We're at crisis point because they've got all the food they want. They don't have any mead
1: brewed. That it's is
0: kind of like your party has run out of beer. Epic fail unless you go and get some.
1: That is a bad place to be. It's a
0: bad, bad place to be. And crisis point, sentence one of our story, the gods are out of mead. Now what? You see, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's... it's
0: I, where do you go from there? Where do you go? I mean, your party's going to go flat and you do not want dead air I on mean, speakers. It's not going to be good.
1: Where do you go from there? One one would suggest Lindisfarne. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you know. It, it might be... I don't know whether it's, it's set up to do that at this point. You like, know?
0: 24-7 Lindisfarne Mead
1: dispensary. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you, you should, you would think if <laughs> if they were, you know, you could just kind of bifrost it to, yeah. to Linda's farm, grab a few bottles and bifrost it back. Yeah.
0: But uh, you forget yeah. your ID because that is the one time you'll get checked for it. Absolutely. And you know it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're out of mead. And so they're like, huh, this is not good. So they kind of do a little bit of sort of, they, they sit, they think, they do a couple of things. They try and figure out who amongst the gods that can help them out of this because mm-hmm. they're all kind of drawing a blank.
1: Yeah.
0: And they come across the fact... They get the answer back that Aegir can help them, who is not at the party.
1: Okay.
0: Not at the point where they've run out of need. So a, a group of gods and goddesses goes out to see Aegir and his wife ran in their shining hall below the waves And Thor kind of wanders in, slams the door open like, you know, bro owns the place, and goes, Brew up. And Adia goes, excuse me, hello would have been nice. Yeah. How am I? I'm doing well, thank you very much. How are you?
1: It's like, dude, god of the sea here. Yeah. You know? This is my... First of all, don't just, like, come down here and smash my door open. Because all the water comes in. Yeah. But...
0: Gonna need more than a doormat for that. You
1: pretty much are. Yeah.
0: So, AG is kind of like... He's a bit grumpy. Mm. Because Thor hasn't even said, Hello, fellow god. How are you on this beautifully fine day? May I ask you for your assistance? He's just gone, brew up! Yeah. Yeah. And AG is like, brew what up exactly? Hello, who are you? Why haven't you you know, wiped your feet coming into my hall. What is going on? What gives? Yeah. And Thor was like, Gods out of mead. no time to explain, brew up <laughs> <laughs> this,
1: this, this, is an, this is an emergency.
0: Yeah. Need mead <laughs> And just like, Well mate, I'm I'm all out. I don't have any And um, and, and, and also
1: I... don't don't come down here giving me this on this on this lovely lovely day rubbish yeah. because you know, I'm under like several thousand feet of water here. and
0: <laughs> Yeah, don't.
1: Um, so
0: AG is like, excuse me, how is this my problem?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Thor's like, well, I'm making it your problem. Brew up. And so is like, well, I think you'll find this is tough cheese because I don't have a cauldron big enough to brew up for all of the gods. I just don't. It's an issue.
1: You know. Also, don't you have to let me like, age for something yeah. like four years or something? It's like, yeah. you can't just... do an emergency <laughs> manufacture of mead. Boom! But, mead! No, but, it doesn't work. Uh, gods, I guess. Yeah. Gods,
0: so ages like yeah, no, bro, this is not happening. It does not work this way. Mm. Don't even have a cauldron big enough to brew in. Just toddle off and find me one and then maybe I'll consider it. Okay. So Thor's like, "All right, fine. Somebody put that door back on its hinges. We're leaving."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Tear, and it's one of the stories that um, features Tear. But again, there's some inconsistencies. We'll cover them at the end. Tear says, "My." Giant father Hymir has such a cauldron, okay. We could go and get it, but we're gonna have to do it by subterfuge because he's not just gonna kind of give it up
1: right. I mean, we're not like we're not like saying can we keep it? We're just saying, can we borrow it to make a whole boatload of mead for the gods? Yeah, who would be most grateful and you know, I don't want to be too kind of strutting about and all that sort of stuff. But if I was a god, I'd be like, you know, the gratitude of gods is a good thing to have. It, it is.
0: But I think the implication is here that they're going to permanently borrow it. Ah. Not just kind of borrow it like all neighbourly like and give it back at the end. I think there's more of an implication here. That it's going to be on permanent loan.
1: Are they going to dishonestly appropriate property belonging to another with the intention of permanently depriving the other of it? Definitely not. Good. So, okay, so they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna take it on a long-term, indefinite loan. They are to which he may not uh, wish to agree. He may not see return
0: on his generous investment. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: Tier and Thor head off to Tia's dad's, uh, well, his parents' house. Okay. And they end up, you know, doing the journeying thing, montage journey here. Oh, can we do
1: the the thing with the little red line? Yeah, we can do the thing with a little red line. On a a map.
0: They take Thor's chariot with the goats. Little little DC-3. Little DC-3. Yeah, one of those. They take Thor's chariot with the goats, and there's a little one line that says, they leave the chariot and the goats at Farmer Eagles. Okay. And then they go the rest of the journey on foot. Now, Thing 1 and Thing 2, do you remember them from the story of Udgard-Loki?
1: I remember them, yeah, yeah.
0: Their father is called Eagle. Okay. So there's a possibility that he's just casually leaving his goats and his chariot at the same farmer... That he did in the story before.
1: Wait, right. So hang on. If I remember rightly from the story before, yeah, they turned. They Thor and Loki fetched up at Farmer Eagle's house. Let's assume mm-hmm. Farmer Eagle's farm. Yeah, did the hospitality thing. Said came in. Said, "Come on, feed us." Now Thor had a couple of goats that yeah. you could repeatedly eat as long as you didn't break the bones. Yes. As long as you didn't break the bones. You could eat them every night and then in the morning they were back again. and You would wrap the bones in the skin and the goat would regenerate and come yeah, back. Only, only they broke the bones. His
0: son, the farmer's son, split the bone to get the marrow out. So they were miffed
1: and they said, right, thing one and thing two are coming with us. For, to service for the to service for the for the for the duration
0: of utgard Loki, and then they will come back to the farm after that.
1: Right. So at this point, Thing One and Thing Two are still with Thor and
0: on this chariot. No, they're 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 presumably back at the farm. Oh,
1: okay, all right, yeah, yeah. So
0: Thing One and Thing Two don't come into this story. Okay. But you presume at the end of the last story, they would drop back off at the farm, and the you can imagine this farmer has just gone. Oh, thank gods! I never want to see another god again. I've just closed the door. I've sat down in my armchair. I've got my, my mug of ale going on. I'm going, oh, let me never do that again. And suddenly there's a knock at the door going, Thor going, yeah, can I just park it here for a minute? I need to go do a thing. I'll be right back. Cheers, mate. See you. Ah!
1: Oh, no! Not again! No! no. Take no. your goats. Take your goats away for crying out
0: loud. Yeah, so you can kind of imagine what happens. So there's a little throwaway line in this that basically says he leaves his goats and his chariot with Eagle, who's presumably... Just as terrified as he was the first time yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. That he's gonna like lose his son and his daughter again.
1: Can understand it.
0: Yeah. Doesn't lose his son and his daughter again.
1: So oh good. Spoiler.
0: Tear and Thor <laughs> make their way to Tears parents' house. Okay. Now his father is Hymir. And the first person they see on the estate is Tear's grandmother. That they do not describe in favorable terms when they see what she looks like they're like, oh my god so tia tia's grandmother is very much like ingeborg yeah um only not because she's definitely not described in in nice ways in the story okay um and then they see a tia's mum who is very pretty all right and and very nice and described in this sort of beautiful way um, who greets her son and her son's friend who definitely isn't Thor who is now going under a pseudonym, code name Right to make sure that he doesn't get recognised as Thor because, you know, he's figuring like it's Clark Kent and Superman with the glasses
1: I was going to say, so basically Tyr, who is a god Yeah and hangs around with gods Yeah has fetched up at his house... With an abnormally large human being. With beings. either <laughs> a huge dude... Yeah. With a big red beard... Yeah. A massive belt, a pair of gloves and a hammer. Yes. Right. Or Chris Hemsworth. Mm. Chris Hemsworth. It's one or the other. Sorry, got distracted. Carry on. It's one or the other. Yes. And she's mm-hmm. not immediately going to look at whichever one... No. And go, oh there's, the, hi Thor, how are you? Because he's
0: using a different name, so it's very clearly not Thor. Got you. It's like Clark Kent's glasses.
1: So he's used. So he, do we know what the name is? We do, but I've forgotten what the name is. It's probably like Far or something. Yeah. So oh, this is my mate Far. Hmm. I or, can't remember
0: what the name is. Darn it. no right, it. Doesn't matter. So they rock up see Tia's grandmother, and Thor's like, "Uh then they see Tia's mum, and they're like, "Ah." Uh I I mean,
1: Tia presumably isn't. Tia's like, hi, mum.
0: Yeah, Tia's like, hi, mum, and Thor's like, "Mm." Uh so the pair of them go in, and she says, oh, your your father's not here, he's due home any minute, Mm. you best stay out of the way. Until he gets in and I can explain that we've got guests because he's a bit grumpy today. Okay. Hi, Mia. Hi, Mia. so they, they go off and kind of hide out the way and, and they're not at the tables when Hi, Mia comes home.
1: Mm.
0: Hi, Mia comes home, has the grump on. Yeah. Tia's mum explains to Tia's dad that they have guests and their son is home and, and he's brought a friend yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's definitely a friend and nothing else. And they kind of. Jaime is like, well, grump, 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 fine. Oh, I've got to do
1: fine. hospitality we'll have, and all we'll have, that.
0: We'll have guests. I've got to do hospitality. So I'm going to send my servants out to my ox herd and order them to kill three oxen so that all four of us can sit down and have dinner. Three oxen? Yeah, you know. Two-ton animal apiece. Yeah, it I was, was going to say... Six tons of animal. Should about be enough for four of us.
1: Yeah. You thinking it should have been four? I'm, I'm just thinking I hope they've got yeah. enough because... Yeah. You know... Just
0: barest amount of hospitality. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So three Oxen are killed. Hymir is a, a gracious host. He puts dinner on. He kind of, you know, introduced to his son and his son's friend... Who definitely isn't Thor in any way whatsoever, oh, shape or form? Oh, you mean form.
1: you mean Thor? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely not. Guy just happens to look exactly like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, comedy glasses, mustache. Yep, definitely yep. not anybody else. No. Jaime is quite surprised when Tia's friend eats two of the oxen to himself.
1: You'd be a bit
0: kind of that's that's an appetite. It is. Which leaves like one oxen for the other three of them.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Jaime's like, Huh, boy can eat alrighty. Yeah. Fine. We'll do that. And says, Well, if we want to eat tomorrow, you know, yon lads yon strapping lad can come out fishing with me. Okay. Because I'm not killing any more of my herd off. These guys sit here for a week and I'm going to have no herd left. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, you know, three oxen at a time, which reminds me of the the trials at Utgard-Loki with a story before. So you've got the eating trial in that yep. and clearing all of the food off the trencher. You've also got uh, the Lay of Thrym where Thor is in a wedding dress. And yes, two oxen... 3 tons of mead and all the dainties put out for the ladies. Yep, because Freya is very very hungry. Yeah, Freya, yeah, <laughs> so, Freya can
1: eat yeah, all the all the horses' dovers.
0: Yeah, all the horses' dovers, everything else. So it's got that very clear association man likes his food. Yes, yes. So Hrime is like he thinks he's been pretty smart and he says, right, well tomorrow we'll go fishing. Not a problem. We can catch fish for the the dinner for the evening, and we'll have fresh fish. It'll be a bit of a treat. Stop you eating all of my ox, and thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So, Thor, Thrar, Thrar, Thar, Thar, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I all right, go on then. I'll I'll do a spot of fishing with you. Tia can, can stay home and catch up with his mum and his grandma and everybody else, just chill out, have a bit of a catch up in the house. He hasn't been back for a while, it's all good. Yeah. You and I will go do some mail bonding. We'll go out, we'll fish, we'll bring some stuff back. Job done.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Crimea packs all of his equipment and gets his boat ready. Yeah, and definitely not Thor says, Ooh, have you have you got some bait I can use? Because you know need a line and a, a hook and a, being able to do this a hook, line, and sinker." Yes. Yeah. So is like, "Yeah, yeah, mate, just you know take whatever you need. We'll go out. We'll do the fishing. No problem." And Thor's like, "Oh, cheers, mate. That's great. Yeah. Thanks." Yeah. Walks out to Thrymir's ox herd. And picks the bull. Okay. Now, the the bull is listed in in one version of this tale as having the name the Sky Bellower or the Heaven Bellower. Wow. So you can guess that this bull has a pair of lungs. It's a mighty beast. It's a mighty beast. Thor kind of walks up to it and kills it and takes the head for his bait. For his hook. For bait. bait? He doesn't just take... Like, you know, a wee bucket of worms or some scraps or whatever, you know, nothing. I was going to say takes this. takes the head of the ox, of the head of the herd, for bait.
1: Ho- holy beans. Oh, okay. Holy beans.
0: That's kind of the look on Primus' face is the holy beans face. Yeah. They're like, whoa, what? what is that? That is not a snack. No, like, mate, it's bait.
1: It's not like a snack. you are determined that I'm not going to have any oxen left by yeah. the time you leave.
0: Why, what is this, this I whole am gonna of be, theme? Is? I am going to be oxen free. Yes. And and all of that. Yeah. So they're like, okay, fine. So they row out. And they're starting to do a little bit of very sort of, I don't know what you'd call it, slightly acidic bro bonding on yeah, the yeah, row yeah. out. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Thunderer takes the oars for a bit and powers the boat out into the sea. Hrymir, who's a giant, so he's naturally huge and strong anyway, powers the boat out even further and then stops and Thor's like, why have you stopped? He's like, don't want to go any further. But we're not far enough out. Yeah, we are. I'll fish here, thanks. So it's quite this sort of acidic okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. So Hrymir's like, you know, alright. Let's 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 see what I can get out here. Let's see what I can do. And he casts his line and he brings in a whale. Wow. And puts it in the bottom of the boat.
1: Okay. A whale. A whale. That's a boat and a half. It is. Well, it's
0: basically got Hrymir in it, who's a Jotun.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and Not Thor in it. <laughs> so, you know, Not Thor's like, well, ah, it's pretty impressive. And is like, yeah, it is. Watch this. And casts line and brings in a second whale. Two whales. Yeah. That's
1: really impressive.
0: In the boat. With the giant. Yeah. And the bait box and the beers and everything else that they've got in there going yeah. on. <sighs> so not Thor, you know, Prime is looking pretty pretty pleased with himself because of that. Like, ah, two whales. Yeah. Ah, they're mine. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I win. Of, kind of, you know, we're eating for a week
0: off these.
1: Achievement unlocked.
0: Achievement unlocked. Fishing job done.
1: Although technically speaking, of course, it's not fishing because whales are not fish. What he's done is marine mammaling. What he's done is blooming impossible. He's just got a <laughs> whale with a line. How do you even do that? I know. I was just. I was just observing observing the technicalities, that's yeah. all. He's, he's, he's well, he's marine
0: a... mammaled his way into a fairly good feast for the evening. He's got oh. two whales in the bottom of the boat.
1: A world-class marine mammaler. definitely. Yes.
0: Right up in there. And not Thor goes, oh, well, mate, you think you've done all right there, do you? Because I've still got this ox head watch this okay i would say hold my mead and watch this but the reason i have no mead is the whole reason i'm here which i'm not telling you of course so i can't say hold my mead and watch this because a i have no mead and b i definitely don't want you making that assumption that i'm definitely here for the cauldron that makes mead yeah no other reason whatsoever i'm just here as friend of tear and everything's fine hold my the
1: line hold my yeah iron brew whatever
0: yeah Made in Gerda from Scotland. Yes. So <laughs> he attaches this ox head oh, the to his line. fluorescent light. orange drinks are available. Other oh, fluorescent orange drinks are not available. <laughs> drinks should not be fluorescent orange. <laughs> he attaches the ox head to the line. Mm-hmm. And with a mighty throw, he heaves it out into the ocean. And it sinks. Mm-hmm. And he waits. Mm-hmm. And he waits until there's a ripple in the ocean that's against the waves.
1: It's like Minecraft. It is like Minecraft. It's like when you're fishing in Minecraft. Bit bigger than Minecraft. Okay. And he waits.
0: And is like, Mate, you've just lost the bullhead. What was that all about? For goodness sake. But we've got two whales, we can just go back now. I was like, No, 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 we'll wait. And there's a bigger disturbance under the ocean. Uh, OK. And something tugs on the line once, twice. And not Thor braces his feet against the bottom of the boat, which is starting to rock. And he's like, "Now, "Hello beastie, Hello beastie!" <laughs> Up from under the waves comes a ridge of water which shears off the scales of the Jormungand, which uncurls from under the
1: water. The literal Jormungand.
0: The literal Jormungand. And it eyes the boat with Freymer in it, who just is kind of looking at it, going... Oh. <laughs> and it eyes Thor, who is not Thor.
1: Of course not, no. He stood
0: there with the line in his hand, the line... That very delicately dips down to the ox head that stuck between the Yomangan's teeth, no. <laughs> and it it flicks water, which drenches the pair of them, fills their boat half with water. And Thor starts reeling in his line. He's good. he's and he reeling reels in. it in until the line goes tight. And the Yomangand <coughs> rears its
1: head back and starts to pull. He's caught the literal world serpent on his line, and his reaction is to try to reel the the flipping big creature in. And he pulls.
0: <laughs> and the Yomangand pulls back, but its head is dipping down towards the boat. And its head is longer than the boat. The front fangs are longer than the boat. The water is shearing off its scales and the breath is bellowing across the waves. And it is coming closer and closer and closer as Thor is pulling his line in hand over hand over hand.
1: I might be inclined to cut that line, whistle innocently and make like I was never even there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sorry what, what 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 ox head so yeah, pure pure good fortune you just must have happened to find an ox head lying about maybe somebody was trying to catch something certainly wasn't me i was um we, I, we were just passing by got two whales we're fine we're it's not gonna buy it is it Mm-mm. no
0: no and it moves closer and closer and behind the head of the Yomangan, the massive coils start coming to the surface of the sea, thrashing water, dripping it off scales, huge coils of muscle, powerful all the way to the horizon. And Thor is going hand over hand on his line, and he is pulling the head of the Yomangan closer and closer. To the boat.
1: What's his plan? I mean, at this point, we've got a boat, the size of which has not been specified in the story, but we can assume it's moderately large on account of its accommodating two big lads and two whales. And a bait box. And a bait box. And a bait box. And probably some beers. And beers. So we're talking a big boat here but you're trying to drag in a creature whose tooth is bigger than the boat and whose body reaches all the way to the horizon now that's a good what's that i i don't know i've i've watched enough flat earth videos on youtube you'd think i'd know by now it's what about four four or five miles at sea at, 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 at sitting at a boat level no idea. Something like that. Yeah. And that, I do presume it goes further than that. Mm-hmm. It's the world serpent. It
0: is the world serpent.
1: I, I'm just, I'm intrigued to know what his exit strategy is here.
0: As he pulls the head closer and closer to the boat, the line starts straining. And under his feet, the planks of the boat are straining. And they strain so much. He is leaning back so hard that his foot goes through the bottom of the boat. It oh well, that's
1: that's torn it. Because I'm, I'm not a shipwright. I'm not, I'm not a maritime engineer or a, or a, a, what do they call it? A ship architect or anything like that. But but I know a few things about boats, and one of them is that. The, you have to have a bottom on it because otherwise the water comes in. This is
0: the the original we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> As the head of the Yomangand comes level with the boat and the boat is rocking up and down and there is spray going everywhere. There are coils of the Yomangand flicking out of the sea all the way to the horizon. Thor... Reaches to his side, grabs the Molnir, and hits the Yomangan in the face with it.
1: I'll just plant this on it, it'll be fine. It's his answer to everything. It is. So and this... punch the shark. Bonk. So this dude, who definitely isn't Thor. Yeah. But happens to have Mjolnir in the boat with him. Yes. Right. Um, because apparently a boat can float while Mjolnir is in it. Not quite. And there's a
0: hole in the bottom. And of it. there's a hole in and the bottom of the boat. Are in it. And two
1: whales. And two whales. We're doing well. We're doing very well. Right. So he. <laughs> okay. So he lamps the monster with the with the big hammer. He
0: lamps the monster with the big hammer.
1: What happens? <laughs> Tell me, tell me, I'm intrigued.
0: Fenrir's brother is mighty pissed. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> He's just been roused from his deep sleeps, let go of the end of his own tail with the promise of a very tasty morsel. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, he thought he was. He thought he was just getting some random weird ox head that had yeah, just suddenly you know. appeared in the middle of the ocean for no for Snacks. reason. Snacks. Snacks.
0: Exactly. Snacks. He's come up been dragged all the way up to the surface for snacks. Yeah. What he actually ends up with is getting punched. Yeah. But hit by the Molnir. The force of the right, blow... Right ding across the nose. Loosens the ox head from the Gand, whose head rears back off the boat, causing huge waves under the boat, causing it to ripple away across the ocean. And the Jormungand dives back under the waves... And within moments, he's gone.
1: Which is one complication down. Yes. Still have a hole in the bottom of the boat, though, with Thor's foot, in foot it. sticking through it. Yep. OK. OK. So where are we going from here?
0: Frimir is very shaken. Yeah. Which you would be. The Yomangan doesn't floss. That bad breath is not going to be good. <laughs> Covered in drool. <laughs> He's just been drooled on by the world serpent. He's not having a best day. No. No. He is so shaken and so unnerved by what he has seen, because as far as he understands, this is Tear's friend, mm-hmm. not a god. Doesn't have any giant strength. Isn't able to famously fight anything. But this is the lad he's seen, you know,
1: down two oxen the night before. Down two oxen. Pull the head off a bull. Reel in the world serpent. Yeah. Thwack it upside the head with a very specific hammer. Mm Mm-hmm. That, you know, I'm sorry, but it's a clue. It is. Anyway, go on. Freimer, Haramir
0: is so shaken that he doesn't see the clues. No, it's fine. That's he doesn't fine. put it together. And he basically rows them back to shore in absolute silence. And just like, what was that? I can't get my brain around. What has just happened? I'm soaking wet through. I've got a hole in the bottom of my best boat. I, I just can't.
1: Somebody's presumably bailing. I assume we're bailing at this point, aren't we?
0: I don't know. Just maybe keep Thor's foot in it all the way to the shore, yeah, yeah, I've no idea.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like the, 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 the lad with his Yeah finger in the thing in Holland in the Netherlands.
0: Yes, yeah. So just kind of he rows them all the way back to the shore hmm. with no 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 comebacks, no request for Thor to do any of the rowing, no nothing. He just takes them back very, very quietly. And when he gets back, he says to Thor I'm getting this vibe that you're a strong lad. Do you want to... You know, we've we've got a couple of jobs and it'll go quicker if we both do a job each. Yeah. Do you want to take the two whales up to my hall or do you want to beach the boat so far up the shore so I can get to mending the bottom of it?
1: Yeah.
0: Which do you want to do? And Thor just kind of looks at him and goes, really? And does both. Okay. He leaves the whales in the bottom of the boat, picks the whole boat up, gets it onto the shore, puts it across his shoulders and just walks it back to Rimey's hall. All the way to the hall. And puts it down. Handy. In front of the hall. So there you go. Bonk. Boat. Job done. And
1: Rime is like, I've got to get that from the, the hall back down to the sea again. When yeah, I've... when I've meant to it. Uh, never oh, never mind. mind. Yeah, you know what? Just, just... Never mind. Don't, don't. Please don't kill any more of my arts. Please
0: don't oxen. do any, any more ever mm. near me. Mm. So, Hrymir by this point has twigged. Okay. Who Thor is, which <coughs> kind of makes him a wee bit nervous because he's a Jotun and Thor is a Thor.
1: Yeah, and Thor. He and has a tradition. Jotnar tend not to. last
0: particularly long in the same room together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See aforementioned Thor's wedding. Yeah. So. Raimir is a, a wee bit nervous and he goes, okay, you know what, just, I, I can't, you've, you've kind of beaten me up to everything I've set you, you've overeaten, you've overstayed, and yeah. I'd really like you just to go away with the minimum amount of damage that can happen here. Yeah. So, says to him, what is it you want? And Thor's like, well, I'm definitely not Thor. So I just want your big cauldron over there, please. <laughs> and Jaime goes, you know what? Just take it. It's like, just, dude, you just, could have just asked. Just Son, please take your strange friend and go away. <laughs> <laughs> I love you dearly, but I need you to leave now. Yeah. So Tia goes, Tar very much. It's been a fantastic visit. I've had a great catch up with my family. See you next time. You know, mum and dad. That was Brill. And is just like, wide-eyed, watching Not Thor take this cauldron. And he says, well, you know, if you were going to take my cauldron, I wouldn't have a chance to, yo, cauldron, brew me some stuff. And of course, the cauldron fills up, and it's too heavy for Tyr to carry. Okay. Because is like, I'm working off in my best cauldron. (sighs) That's That's my good one. Treachery! I know, well, kind of, but not. Okay. So Thor's like, again, all right, fine, we'll do this. Mm -hmm. Picks up the full cauldron, bearing in mind that when the myths describe this, it's said to be like miles deep.
1: Yeah.
0: A cauldron that's miles deep, and he's just picking it up, walking off with it, and it's It's full. It's the big cauldron. It's the big cauldron. It's like the big skillet. It is like the big skillet. So he picks it up and wanders off with it. They start heading home towards the farm where his goats and his chariot are.
1: Yeah.
0: And, of course, Trimere raises the alarm and says, that lad's nicking off with my property. Mm -hmm. I want it back. And so the giants come out and chase them. Okay. And you've got Thor, who basically, with Yom and Gand, was just warming up. Right. You can imagine where this goes. Mm-hmm. So part way back towards the farmer's place, they put the cauldron down, the full cauldron down. Yeah. Because Thor is the only one can carry it and pick it up. They he picks up the Molnir and it basically says, Yeah, there weren't any giants that got out of that skirmish alive. Mm. And Thor, like, you know, puts away Molnir Picks up this full cauldron, walks it back to his chariot with Tyr. Picks it up from you know chariots are us, yeah, where it's been parked overnight. They go back to Asgard. They take the cauldron back to Asgard with them. How on earth it fits on the chariot cart, I do not know because this thing is huge.
1: How did two whales fit in a boat?
0: I don't know. know, Oh no, neither. Oh no. So they get back to Asgard, and Thor's like, "Well, that that was kind of fun." Oh, um, Aegir, here's your big cauldron. Brew up. Finally. Uh huh. <laughs> so Aegir does. And? And the myth basically ends with them saying that Aegir has to swallow his own pride, and brews them every year. Brews a whole cauldron full of new drink for new them. New mead. And the gods don't run out of mead.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Oh, well I mean, that 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 is good. Because is. if you're a god, you you shouldn't you shouldn't be short of mead. No. You know? No.
0: Party carries on. Job done. Excellent. Just took a little bit of figuring out. Oh, Fixing.
1: At least it was figured, I mean at least it was at least it had a sort of a you know, it wasn't It wasn't like that one with the, the, the dude going to go and win the heart of the woman in the castle and having to do all those instructions. The
0: one with Bootbeak.
1: Bootbeak! Yes, the one with Bootbeak, where he was having to go and follow all those instructions and stuff. And even and after going through all the, the, the whole, how do I do this? Well, you have to do that. Well, how do I do that? Well, you have to do that. And it's like some old um, 1980s... Uh, text adventure game on a computer you know you've got to do this quest before you can finish that quest before you can finish that quest and you know he did and he did all of that and then in the end it was just like oh you could just come in yeah job done job done you don't have to do any of that but this this at least had you know this this had an objective It did and it had a it had a you know a complication It did which is good up the stakes a bit in the
0: middle. Yeah. yeah. End of the second act. Got a bit hairy there, which good stories do. Yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely. And then obviously you have the day new more. Yeah, you pay off at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the is that the right word? Mm-mm. It's either it's either the payoff at the end of the story, or if or it's a a, a lady's frontage. Could be either. I can't remember quite which is which but this is why you should shouldn't use French words if you don't speak French <laughs> anyway um, yeah that so yeah, I, yeah so I
0: like that story yeah so there's yeah there's a couple of things about this story and the first is that it appears on that image of Thor in a boat mm. appears on a, a cross from Gosforth in Cumbria in the UK It's dated to around 900, and there's an image on it of a man in a boat with a fishing line with an ox's head on it. And We know it's an ox's head because it's still got horns on it. Okay. It's the bull from the herd, and his foot is sticking out of the bottom of the boat. Mm. So you know it relates to this story, this particular story. Yeah. We also know that this story is particularly popular, or would have been at the time, because there are no less than four very early versions of it. Oh, wow. Okay. So the earliest version is 9th century, and then there are three other versions of it from the 10th century, which, give or take a couple of details, pretty much tell the same kind of story. Yeah. There are a couple of details between the manuscripts. There are a couple of details that change, but... In the main, the the part where he goes fishing with a giant and brings up the world serpent, Mm -hmm. that bit remains constant through all of them. Okay. There is one set of manuscripts, bearing in mind that these are all sort of collected oral stories, and they're so you could get one manuscript with story A, B, and C in it, and then one manuscript with story. C, D, and E in it. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And then another one with another version of B in it, and then D in it, and then F. And you've got to try and kind of merge them all together to get what we know as the myth cycle today. So it's kind of like what we've got now is this patchwork of different texts from different times that people have put together to this sort of accepted sequence of stories.
1: Yeah.
0: This one comes directly after Utgard-Loki, the journey to Utgard-Loki, and in one manuscript comes directly it's Utgard-Loki, this story, and then Loki's flighting. Right. So that, for me, the flighting doesn't come till almost right at the end. Okay. But in that sequence it's these three tales, one after the other,
1: Mm.
0: which could mean that there were other tales that would go in between them, yeah. or it could mean that you told all these three-in-one sequence.
1: Okay.
0: So, in that understanding, in that version of this tale, the beginning, the reason that they go isn't to get a cauldron to brew mead. Hmm. It's because Thor was humiliated at Utgard Loki <clears throat> and wanted to pay back a giant, wanted to humiliate them in return. So oh, okay. took one of them fishing and knew he was going to pull up the world serpent. Hence the ego. To, to try and frighten the giant. Yeah so he was getting his payback for being humiliated at Utgard loki okay. where the giants effectively got the better of him. Yeah. So one version of the tale has that. Another version of the tale has them, like I've told today, going for the cauldron Yeah. to keep the party going. When in that sequence of myth cycle stories, when the locus senna comes after this story, the cauldron that brews Mead is mentioned in the locus Senna, so you've got that almost continuation through. Hmm. The other big point of change with this story is Tyr's parentage. Okay. Because in one set of documents, he's known as a son of Odin. Right. So therefore, one of Thor's half-brothers. Thor's, Thor's brother, yeah. Thor, Thor's brother or half-brother. <clears throat> in this he has a giant for a father Hymir okay so there's kind of variation there as well but the rough details of what happens are, are I'll, there I'll are I'll the say. same
1: yeah
0: there's this very much this well-known popular story what would have been a popular story of fishy for the world serpent Wow but yeah Thor fishes for the world serpent lovely lovely listeners. We're going to put some links, as we usually do, in the description. I will drop one in there to the um, the cross illustration. Mm-hmm, yeah. The Gosforth cross, so you can see the picture of Thor fishing for the world serpent, and that very distinctive image would have then brought to mind, in the people who saw that image, they would have recall- recalled this whole story. Yeah. So it's very much that sort of oral story culture being triggered by an, a single image which is not telling the whole of the narrative like a comic book would where you've got it in panels mm. but is telling it through one single image
1: but it but you know that image well enough
0: yeah to know the story that you know goes what, with it.
1: what the story is yeah it's, it's like it's the it's, um it's like darmok in star trek
0: yes talking metaphor
1: yeah just yeah. just just references sort of mythological scenes and, and and what have you and they communicate entirely by relying on the other person knowing what they're yeah they're, those are references to
0: so they're, they're communicating through pop culture mm-hmm. so it's entertainment and it's subjective through culture and it's what you find funny and what you find entertaining is connected to the culture that you're familiar with that you've grown up in <clears throat> And humour can be very much... You understand humour and language. You understand a lot of somebody's culture. Yeah. And what is funny in that culture and why it's funny in that culture. You imagine making wordplay in, in a tr- in a joke that's translated and it doesn't work. Yeah. Because the wordplay isn't there anymore.
1: I'll tell you, it's...
0: You, it, it's, you strip it out.
1: I mean, in, uh, <clears throat> in modern parlance, I suppose it would be memes, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's the, the, the meme... You know the 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 meme sort of says something beyond just what's on the page. Yes. Um,
0: that shared understanding of what is entertainment.
1: I'm thinking of um, uh, Admiral Ackbar in Star in Return of the Jedi. Yes. You know, doing it's a, it's a trap. Yeah. Um. I'm you know I'm hoping that, that listeners will know that that's a, a a very um a very sort of iconic uh, little fraction of a sh- of a scene in 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 a film in a film. Um where one one character sort of very very sort of panic almost panicky says, It's a trap! And in it and it for some reason it caught people's attention. Yeah. To the point that now, sort of Oh gods, I nearly said 40 years later. Yeah. Oh gods. I know, right? Well, quite a lot of years later, anyway. Thanks. Um people still you know they they use that that particular little piece of scene of that guy saying that gets used in all sorts of um, sort of sort of humorous contexts and things yeah. because everybody knows where it's from what it well everybody you know yeah. a...
0: so that that image on the Gospel cross the mm. people who saw that at the time 900 AD is give or take when it's carved mm. They would have known that story and picked out that very familiar image and known the whole story behind it. Yeah. So it would have reminded them of that and reinforced that culture as well because it's part of that culture and it's just adding that additional sort of layer of, of reinforcement of this is our culture, this is where what we collectively understand.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Lovely listeners. Kind of hope you've enjoyed story time as much as we have. It's been fun. I've enjoyed this one.
1: This is a good one.
0: If you would like <clears throat> to find us online, my name is Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook under that name. You can also find me on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans or at my blog at Geetha in Jeans.
1: Um, and if you want to find me, I am on Facebook as Kate Coldwind. And if you... Want to come and join us on our little page there? Uh, Just do a search on Facebook for Frithcast Pod. Uh, You'll find we've got a little group going and uh, a link to our Discord server, which you'll find on there. You'd be more than welcome to come and join us there too.
0: Come and join us around our virtual virtual campfire. (laughs) Come and join our late night, early mornings, whenever you want to conversations. We have random conversations around the virtual campfire. And there are quite a few channels there that you can explore. have a chat to other people. Kate and I pop in as well. Lovely listeners. We're now at the end of this episode. We hope that you will come and join us for the next episode, which is 127.
1: 127.
0: (laughs) Talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.